Welcome to the serialized audiobook The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, written and read by the author Tony Warner. File 1, The Chase is the first book in the Cara Files series. All of the Cara Files books are available to purchase from Amazon in both Kindle and paperback formats. Simply visit your Amazon store and search for The Cara Files. Chapter 1 When she was 25, Cara fell in love. She didn't fall in love in the ordinary sense. She didn't meet someone at a party, go out on a date, or use a dating app on her phone. She didn't do any of the things that people normally do in order to meet someone, either on purpose or accidentally. No, none of those things applied to her. Instead, she fell in love with a voice in her head. It all started two years ago. It was Christmas Day. In the late afternoon, she had braved the cold and ventured into the garden. Her excuse had been to have a cigarette. The truth was that she wanted to get away from her boring family. In typical family tradition, family members visited her parents' large house where they all pretended to have a great time and the older members fell asleep in their chairs after a huge turkey dinner. It was always the same. They all ate too much, drank too much and spent too much. The kids were running round screaming and everyone was cooing over the babies. Kara was the only single person there. She was fed up of the comments. Are you seeing someone? When are you going to settle down? And even, why can't you find a nice man to marry? Kara couldn't stand it any longer. She threw on a coat and slipped outside. She made her way to the bottom of the garden and deliberately sat on a bench that was out of view from the house. She didn't want company. Shivering, she pulled out her cigarette packet and lighter. It isn't easy to meet someone, she thought to herself, especially if you are gay. Lighting up, she breathed the smoke deeply into her lungs and blew it out explosively. No one in her family knew she was gay, of course. She had told no one, and she didn't intend to. It was none of their business. She could imagine how they would take it. Every one of them, a staunch traditionalist, She was sure that it wouldn't go well. She drew on the cigarette again and sighed, flicking the ash onto the ground. She watched it fall into the grass and then kicked at it with her trainers. She kicked a little too hard and a small sod of earth lifted and flipped over. Something glistened in the uncovered soil. Cara leaned down to examine it. It looked like a ring. Placing the cigarette in her mouth, she crouched down and dug into the earth with her fingers, ruining her false nails. In short order, she was holding it up to the light from a nearby street lamp. It wasn't just one ring, it was three. Each one was joined to the other with a short golden chain. How pretty, she thought to herself. She sat back on the bench, a cigarette in one hand and the rings in the palm of the other. She examined it minutely. It was clear that it was broken. There was a tiny broken chain connecting the rings at either side of the middle ring, as though originally there had been more, 
but they were now lost. Leaning down once more, she dug into the exposed earth looking for the missing rings, but there was nothing else to be found. She drew on a cigarette once more and then stubbed it out on the grass under a foot. The rings were dirty, with mud filling many of the tiny chain links. She rubbed at them using saliva to remove most of the dirt. They looked as though they were made of gold. But each had tiny inlay lines of darker material. She had never seen anything like them before. She pushed them onto the fingers of her right hand. The sizes meant that they would only fit on her forefinger and the two next to it, leaving her thumb and her little finger unadorned. She held up her hand to the lamplight once again. Quite beautiful, actually, she thought to herself. It was a shame that it was broken. Kara jumped when she heard a female voice. Hello? She snapped her head around, looking for the source of the voice, but there was no one in sight. Who's there? she asked, even though she could see no one. Evan, if that's you, I'll wring your scrawny neck. She was referring to her little brother. Who's Evan? asked the voice. Kara stood and walked around the bush that hid the bench from the house. There was no one there. She stood puzzled. Who had spoken? It's me, said the voice. Kara snapped her head around again, but there was still no one. Where are you? she asked, puzzled. Far away, replied the voice. What do you mean, far away? Where are you hiding? There was a small chuckle from the voice. I'm not hiding. Then why can't I see you? asked an exasperated Kara. Because I'm not there. I told you I'm far away. Kara was beginning to think that someone was playing a prank on her. She suddenly had it. Someone had planted a radio receiver nearby and was sending messages. They were all probably laughing at her back at the house. She walked back to the bench and sat once again. She pulled out another cigarette and lit up. OK, you've had your fun. Now piss off and leave me alone. She took a long drag from her cigarette and blew the smoke up into the frigid air. Please don't make me go pleaded the voice. It's so nice to talk to you. Kara decided to play along. Really? Yes, it's all work here. There's no time for chatting. It's not allowed. Not allowed? No, replied the voice. Things are very strict here. Kara blew out more smoke. Why? The voice dropped in volume. I can't say in case I get caught, but let's just say that they're watching us all the time. In that case, won't they catch you now? asked Kara. I don't think so. We're on an unusual psi-band. It's a very low frequency. Is your assist different? I have no idea what you're talking about, replied Kara. She took a final drag from a cigarette and threw the butt to the ground. Are you wearing rings? asked the voice. No, replied Kara. I don't wear rings. Well, I just found some and put them on. She held up her right hand, looking at the rings on her fingers. That must be it, replied the voice. You found them? Yes, they were in the ground in my parents' back garden. And are they unusual? asked the voice. Well, not really. I'm not sure. They do seem to be broken. Ah. Kara dropped her hand into her lap. Is that important? she asked. It must be. Your assist is broken, but still operating at a low level. It was lucky that I picked up on it. The examiners did say that my brain was different. Kara fished her cigarette packet from her pocket once again. Look, she said, I'm not sure I believe any of this. Evan, you can stop now. It's all true. 
please believe me, employed the voice. I'm not Evan, whoever he is. Yeah, well, I don't believe any of this. Your brain is different, bollocks. It is, said the voice. Molly told me. She used a machine to examine me when I joined the Alliance. Kara lit her cigarette. Bollocks, she breathed out with the smoke. There was silence, and then, I might be able to show you, the voice said. Kara inhaled deeply and leaned back on the bench. She shivered. It was getting colder. Yeah, right, she replied sarcastically. Close your eyes, and I'll try and let you see through mine. Kara coughed and spluttered. This is just getting worse and worse. You're just making stuff up now, she laughed. Just give it a go, please, the voice begged. Kara sighed and inhaled from her cigarette once again. Go on then, do your magic. Close your eyes and relax. Kara complied, blowing out smoke. Then she opened them and looked around, checking that there was no one about to creep up on her. She could see no one, so she closed her eyes again. She saw nothing, of course, just the blackness as she expected. She was about to open her eyes again and storm off back into the house to confront whoever was tricking her when something happened. She started to see something. The darkness grew brighter and slowly shapes began to appear. There was a grey wall with a grey door. What the hell, she gasped. Ah, good, it's working, replied the voice. I wasn't sure there was enough bandwidth. Welcome to my room. The view swivelled to the left where Kara could see a small table next to a full-length mirror fixed to a wall. Then the view moved further left to show a doorway into a bathroom. On the table was a single book and a vase with a single rose placed in it. This is where you are now, breathed Kara. She couldn't understand it. How was this possible? Yes, replied the voice. I'm in bed. The view swivelled back to the right and down. Along the wall, Kara could see a single bed and two bare arms lying on the covers. She saw immediately that the right hand had a ring on each finger. And I'm seeing through your eyes, whispered Kara incredulously. How is this possible? Let me introduce myself, said the voice. The view wobbled and moved rapidly as the arms threw back the covers. The view moved over to the full-length mirror. Kara gasped. Oh my God, she shouted. She saw a slim woman with black hair and a short bob in the mirror wearing nothing but her underwear. Hi, the figure waved at the mirror. I'm Mei Jing. It's nice to see you. Kara was flustered and didn't know what to say. Mei Jing was gorgeous. She flushed and tried to reply, but her words came out muddled. Then she swore as the cigarette burned her fingers. Opening her eyes, she dropped the cigarette and stamped on it hard. She pulled herself together. When she closed her eyes, Mei Jing was still there in the mirror. Hi, I'm Kara. This was no prank, she realised. This was real. Mei Jing smiled broadly. You can call me Mei. She held up her right hand. And this is my assist. She wriggled her fingers. Does yours look like this? Sort of, replied Kara, but it only has three rings, not five, like yours. May nodded. I think that explains it. Where are you? Well, right now I'm sitting outside in the dark and cold in my parents' back garden, replied Kara. How is all of this possible? I thought my little brother was playing a prank on me. It's dark here too, replied May. I'm near Oxford, near Witham. Do you know it? No, replied Kara. I live in London. My parents are in Stevenage. I'm getting back into bed. It's cold, replied May. Kara saw her view changing around to face the single bed. 
and then watched fascinated as the bed grew closer and then the view turned to face the grey ceiling. It's our assists that are enabling us to have this conversation. We're talking mind to mind. The assist is a device that boosts certain abilities of the mind. Communication is one of them. But I'm talking out loud, protested Kara. It doesn't matter, replied May. When you talk out loud, you're forming the words in your mind first. Try it. Like this, thought Kara. Exactly, replied May. You're good at it. You must have some latent talent. I don't think so. I'm not very clever. Rubbish, replied May. I'm so glad you found that broken assist. I've been lonely for a long time. Kara hesitated. Me too, she replied in her head. Anyway, continued May, I don't know why I asked you where you were, because it doesn't really matter. Have you ever heard of the multiverse theory? A baffled Kara shook her head. No. Well, it's not a theory, it's a fact. It's about multiple universes or worlds lying side by side. I don't understand all of it myself, really, but I do know that you're in a different world to mine. Come on, you must be joking. How can you be in a different world? You just said you were near Oxford. Cora could sense May smiling at the ceiling. I am, but in my world, and you are near Stevenage in your world. So we're only a few miles apart. It's not that far from Stevenage to Oxford. Maybe 80 miles or so, responded Cara. That's true, replied May, but we aren't in the same world. We might be 80 miles apart physically, but we're also worlds apart. Cara thought about this for a while. She wasn't sure that she understood any of it. Can I see where you are? asked May, interrupting her thought. Cara was taken aback. Er, I guess so, but I don't know how to do it. The vision of May's room disappeared and Cara opened her eyes. It's simple, replied May. I'll help you. Just close your eyes. When you feel me push, just relax and let me in. Cara wasn't sure that she liked the sound of that at all, but she dutifully did as she was asked and closed her eyes. Presently, she felt something. It was like a weight pressing inside her head. It felt strange and gave her a headache. She tried to relax as instructed and suddenly felt the ache in her head disappear as something slid inside. It was all hot, excited and breathless as it moved inwards and insinuated itself into her very being. Kara gulped and began to hyperventilate, drawing in short gasps of air. She gripped the arms of the bench hard, gripping so hard it hurt her fingers. She threw back her head and opened her mouth wide, her eyes open to the night sky. Be calm, May's voice was in her head once more. It's okay, it won't hurt, you're just not used to it, that's all. Gradually, Kara's breathing slowed and she lowered her head. That was... She struggled to find a word to describe what had just happened. Overwhelming. It's pretty normal for us assisted. You aren't used to it and I guess you're only half assisted given yours is broken, May chuckled. Kara's breathing was almost back to normal. Can you see, she asked. Yes, is that your parents' house? Yes, it's pretty dark so you can't see much. Do you have a mobile phone? asked May. Could you video yourself so I could see you? Kara dug out her phone from her pocket and turned it on. She didn't want to show herself on a camera. She never liked to see pictures of herself, but May had shown her, so she thought she ought to follow suit. At least she wouldn't be half naked. Tapping on the camera app, she selected the front camera and held it up so that she was framed. It was dark, so the image wasn't good, but there was enough light to show her long blonde hair and blue eyes. 
May didn't say anything. Well, this is me, said Kara, nervously breaking the silence. You're beautiful, Kara, May's thought was slightly husky. Kara blushed. She could tell that May meant it. She could feel May thinking. She could almost hear her thoughts and feel her senses. It was like she was two people at the same time. Thank you, replied Kara. They continued their conversation for a long time, so long that eventually Kara's father came out into the garden looking for her, and she had to hurry inside, practically frozen. But her demeanour had changed. She was happy. She had met someone she liked. Even though they could never be together, she couldn't wait to talk to May again. been listening to The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase by Tony Warner, performed and produced by the author. Music for this episode is Lone Wolf by Guillerme Bernards. You can contact me on Facebook at Tony Warner Author or by sending an email to cywarbook at gmail.com. That's P-S-I War Book, all one word, at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, spread the word on your favourite social media platform and tune in for the next episode. Music